Welcome to the Cobras and Fire Podcast Network. Rock's not dead, it's hiding. And you found it. Way to go. Summer Fest Part 2. My name is Baco, and boy, Loose Cannon went and screwed everything up by shoehorning a ripe rock episode in between Part 1 and Part 2. So, from him, I would like to apologize for any confusion that may have called. But I can tell you one thing about Loose Cannon. When he gets his hand on rock that ripe, he is afraid it's going to spoil if he doesn't get it out there. So we got to give him a break and we got to get that rock out there. So hopefully you enjoyed that episode. But now welcome back to part two of End of Summer Festival. And uh, like I said, my name is Braku. I will soon be joined by Luce as we dive right back into the whole End of Summer Festival experience. But speaking of ripe rock, we're going to start today's episode off with some really ripe rock. This rock is so ripe it's not even aware that it's existing. You may know I'm in a band called Jesus Chrysler. We have an album coming out soon. I would think sometime around Christmas. Not sure yet. More on that to come. But this song is called DDOA. It's off our upcoming record. Deny it all later. You'll probably find it in your Christmas stocking. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. We'll be right back with part two of Cobras and Fire and of Summerfest. Slapping the 
you like me? Why do you hate me? I'm just like everyone else. Everyone Chrysler from the upcoming album called uh, Deny It All Later which is the sequel to Make Bold Statements and Deny It All Later so when can we expect this? hopefully by Christmas yeah is there still mastering to be done by uh, um, yeah. yeah by me fucking we... A let's get back to your concert here alright alright so let's go back to the Dust Bowl and that is the second stage of High because... Elevation Ooh. Dust Bowl Nothing but rocks and dirt and nice amounts of wind flowing around, going east to west. <laughs> I am not exaggerating. I mean, uh, nothing it, like dirt in your 950 box. <laughs> Seriously. Wait, wait a yeah. second. The, the PBRs were 950. How much were the other beers? No, there was all. They, they, they just made a standard of living for, uh, for beer. One, one price, all one, beers. One price. It doesn't matter the quality. So anyway, okay. so yeah, you would have you would have a ring of, of dust on top of your beer. Also, you know, uh, you know it's pretty pretty sunny out there, so you'd have a little sunblock in the back of your neck, and you would seriously mm-hmm. have a layer of dirt just <laughs> on the back too, which helps for the, the the sunburns. But anyway, so we're up there, and, and the next up was, and I have to say, while there's a band after this that I do like better, the most fun I had. With with taking pictures of the band and just the set itself was hands down, Texas Hippie Coalition. They had so much. I know you saw them for the first time recently, right? Yes. Big Dad Rich just came on the stage. You know he is a mammoth of a man. Yes. Um, I did not notice his weight. <laughs> Whatever. He's a beast. They came out. Everybody in the band. Was I'm assuming this was the same way with your show too, just running around, just rock mm-hmm. stars, right? Yes, and and, and awesome, and and perfect. The the mix, by the way, they had a guy. Maybe you noticed this too. <laughs> they had a guy that looked like Ron Jeremy as their sound guy. Yeah, I don't spend a lot of time looking at sound guys. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> was up. He was pretty distinctive looking. Finally, they came on. I mean, just absolutely crushed it. Started with. With uh, hands up, I'm guessing that that's where they started with you. Yep. Yep. And then they went into the track I'm about to feature. But I just want to give a little color to the, the, the show. And that is Big Dad Rich. He carries a pocket knife on stage. Mm-hmm. He, he also has a basically a peacemaker mic. It's a massive gun. Microphone. Yeah, but unlike Jesse James, it doesn't actually fire anything. Well... Listen, One point, Jesse. Zero points, BDR. They do not have the budget that that Jackal has for <laughs> bringing in, you know, hardware and things like that. The that's because the, they actually pay the guy, the guys in the band are actually in the band to get paid. <laughs> but the other thing is too is that I don't oh, know if you noticed this, but the the guitarist can't even afford shoes. I mean, he was barefoot through the entire the entire. It must show. be the young guy. Yes, that is who it was. Yeah, it almost looks like Nugent. <laughs> he does kind of look like him now. You say that, but yeah, I mean, talk about personality. I mean, the crowd, and I can tell you this much: they had the crowd by the balls. I mean, everybody was getting into the show. If you weren't a fan before, you were after. <laughs>
All right. That was Big Dad Rich and Texas Hippie mm-hmm. Coalition. And like you said right in the beginning of his set, he had come to Denver to drink our liquor and to flirt with our woman folk, and he succeeded. So great, great set and definitely one of the highlights of the day. Let's take it to you. What you got? You want to talk about Vince Neil at all? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm always up for talking to Vince Neil. He's the gift that keeps giving. <laughs> Hey, Vince Neil, school with a drunk driving. Hey, Vince Neil, rock there vocal power. Let's go. I've just finished 16 cheeseburgers at midnight, and I'm ready to roll. What you got, Bucko? He's ready to roll to Chipotle. <laughs> He's ready to literally roll. Well, much to the chagrin of Vince Neil, the nearest Chipotle was 58 miles away. Oh. As, as you know, I texted you during this show. You did, because he, he, during the part where... He, he's, is he still playing with Slaughter, Minus Slaughter? Yep. Is it, It's the same band, right? Exact same band? <laughs> it's exactly the same. Okay. Continue. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and he left the stage, of course, at 20 minutes. And that's <laughs> I, that is the, he's done that for at least a decade. It well, here's the decade. thing that, like, I... I just I, I I thought I had seen before, and then like somebody else came up to me the next day and told me this story about how he did this when he was a Motley Crew in two thousand five. Um, he must have thought he was ha- still on solo. Have you ever seen Vince Neil go up to a crowd and go raise your hands up and then do this little dumb bit where he's like, "You right there, raise your hands up." No, like raise them up. No, raise them up. <laughs> yeah, what? What the hell? I've never seen anybody that can't raise their hands up. This guy right here. And like he just kind of generically points to the crowd, and nobody in the crowd has any idea which person in their <laughs> general area he's pointing at. And then the the guitar player from Slaughter comes up, slaps him on the shoulder, and laughs like, <laughs> like it's this, this hilarious bit. Apparently, he does this all the time. Anyway, he's fat. He took the fucking break. Uh... He does what Vince does. He sang every other song. And if you can get past that, it was it was pretty good. You mean he sang every other word? Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry, it was every other song. Uh, but, yeah, he he did exactly what you would think Vince Neil would do if you paid attention. And if you don't, you were too drunk to care at that part of the night. So Yeah, but the 20-minute thing just blows me away. Because he usually plays like like uh, like. 45, 50 minutes. He doesn't even play an hour, does he? Well, this night he had uh, an hour and 10 minutes. Okay. Well, that's actually the longest set I've probably of his life. Well, I don't know. I think that the last time I saw him was an hour and a half. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that 20 minutes. Regardless. Thing. I mean, Jesus fuck, dude. I mean, it, look, he knows everybody knows how bad he is, and he doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. But I just think it's funny because they, they just finished the the Motley Crue, you know, the uh, All Bad Things Must End with Chipotle tour. And they, they <laughs> you know, they, they, they just end it. And I remember like a month later, they announced like 75 dates for this year. I'm like, does he, is he, isn't he okay from where the payout was? Does he really need to do it? It's not like he, it's not like a artistic uh, outlet for that, him. He's got some legal issues with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I guess that's I guess that's what it is. He's, he, I he's think like, I gotta pay for this, man. Plus, the double meat isn't free. <laughs> <laughs>
What's next at high elevation? Well, what's next is me eating food for the next hour and so and having uh, a drink because the next two acts are Pierce the Veil and Amity Affliction. Ever Did you of- eat from food trucks? <laughs> well, that was part of the uh, the options, but I just sat down. and uh, That was the thing, too, is that, that I'm really thankful for, for having the, the press passes and everything because the, the only tables pretty <laughs> pretty much in this entire thing. VIP basically means you have a bathroom and a table to sit at. So yeah, was, pretty much. Anyway, so we missed those two acts and the next up was was actually the Seven Dust, but it was it was uh, what is a Seven Dust song? Give me one Seven Dust song that you like. What? All right. So anyway, that was Seven Dust with Black. Anyway, so get up close. Oh my God. 
I mean, one of the best. When have you ever seen Volbeat live yet? Yeah, Last Star of the Invasion, the first one. Okay, so you saw them live. They continue to get better every time I see them. I I saw them, and it and it's funny because they have a different lineup every time. They played. I was really happy that in a about less than an hour set, they played four tracks off the new album. They played, of course, our our favorite Black Rose, correct? Yes. They played um, the Bliss, which I'm not a big fan of, but they also played. Uh, hold on, let me think. They also played. <laughs> damn it! What else did damn they it, play? Luke, what did they play? <laughs> oh, of course, they played. You they can't played. Handle it. You they, cannot handle the the full beat set list. <laughs> They played the Devil's Crown, and like that song. Yeah, it's a great song. And, and then they played what I'm going to feature right now. Well, Paco, I think that, like 
like me, I have a nemesis, and that is Chevelle. They show up constantly at fests, blocking. Uh, they play usually seven o'clock, and they suck the life out of of of, of all the fests <laughs> that I have. They bring it to a grinding fucking halt. They they smash. Have into you a wall. ever met somebody who was like, "Fucking Chevelle"? No, but that's that's the mystery, and and and, and I. That's what I don't understand is that, that, you know, I, I, no, I've never met a fan just like you, right? No. But this is the thing. This is the thing that irritates me the most about this fucking band is that they have, they have a new song on the radio right now, which is an atrocious D side of Tool. It's a fucking atrocity. It has zero melody. It's, I don't even know what it is, but it's on the radio. Because they have so much, they are one of these the, these bands left of the old. I haven't heard it, but does it go? Jing, 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 jing. <laughs> I thought you heard it. It's is it like that? This is not me taking my perspective on it. I looked at the crowd. The crowd was bored. The photographers that were in there, there was usually ten to fifteen in that that thing. I came in there on the second song just because I wanted to take a couple obligatory pictures. There was three people, and they were they left. Three photographers left. The crowd was all sitting down. Oh my god, I am so bored! Ah! So anyway, let's let's continue on. What's uh, what's up next? Day two, something called Gabby Ray started the day, and uh, I didn't see it. <laughs> okay, continue. That was a great segue. Uh, then Vixen. And then after that was a band that I liked a lot, but kind of checked out of, but I've never seen live, and that was Kicks. Do you like Kicks? I gotta tell you, like like I mentioned uh, about a year ago, I was shocked how good they were live. I, I know only a couple. I know a handful. You know, obviously you knew. Don't close your eyes. Mm-hmm. But then, um, what'd you think of them? Well, just what you said, they were great, right? I mean, but they 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 look like their combined weight is about. Yeah. 700 pounds I mean they're crazy skinny it's like I, I wanted I, to th- so. I wanted to throw food on the stage yeah no I loved them back in the day though the Midnight Dynamite record and uh, Blow My Fuse both those albums were like mainstays for me before and after not so much but uh, they were great and you, you know the whole like uh, conspiracy about like Poison stealing most of their show from them you mentioned that before in a previous episode, but but uh, go into that a little bit more because break it down. Is this well, kind of like just before we go into this? Is this different than how Motley Crue bought Rat Stage or something like that? Well, I never heard that, so I'm going to say yes. Okay, go go ahead. I don't know much more than what I just said, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're all, you're a hell of a storyteller. Let me tell you, Baco. No, they were great, man. I loved it. Tons of energy, uh, right? I mean, it, but... yeah, it's amazing how much energy. It's like, look at how fucking crypt keeper you look. I'm yeah. talking about the singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, I was just, uh, yeah, when I saw them, and it was that funny concert with, uh, what was it? It was Kicks, LA Guns, Slaughter, and Lita Ford. That's what it was. Yeah, and, but Kicks was was great. And, and, and like I'm saying, like I knew only a couple songs, but uh, what? You're like, I thought you were a breakfast cereal. <laughs> They do have one of the worst band names. I always thought that was a bit of a joke back in the day. But, like, what what do you want to feature for a song for them? Go Ring Around Rosie.
fun. Um, some kicks. What? Ha- <laughs> Let's kicks it back to you Ooh. for a high elevation. I Boom! See, I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. So I'm up to my headliner at this point, <laughs> and that is Avenged Sevenfold. And I am not that big of a fan with them. There's something about them that's always been a little douchey for me. Oh, totally. And part of it is the fact that they all look like they just uh, robbed a Hot Topic store. Yeah, the other the other part would be that they all like, you know, douche. <laughs> so, you know, um, I've, I've kind of been brought into them by, by my uh, my friend Rob. And he, <laughs> he sold me on the, he tried to sell me on their, oh, I can't remember all the names of the albums. But basically there was a self-titled one that had a white cover. They had some some pretty good songs on it, and that's probably my favorite one. But you know, I've, this would be actually be the third time I've seen them, not by me choosing to see them specifically. They are the example of what I don't like about music: uninspired, just doing it because they're good. Um, they're like these virtuosos who have no drive. Um, I just, I'd rather hear Bob Dylan butcher something and sound like shit than to hear somebody who's really good and really technical and just have no you know, I don't know personally. There's, there's something missing. There's something missing yeah. with them. I can tell you that yeah. much. Like every time in the other part Eddie Van Halen's a virtuoso and almost everything he does is awesome. Hey kid! Do I have your attention? Not
All right, Paco. This the so that's pretty much the six six bands I saw at high elevation, and well, I had a good time. And there's you know some slightly amusing stuff. I know that you have much more uh, for the the bands that you saw. So please, please uh, bedazzle me with with another story. Uh, when I heard "Let's Get Rockin' with Dockin," it came from the lips of Don Dock. <laughs> that's even better. Uh, yeah, but they, they were okay. The band is great. Yeah, aren't they? Uh, so that's yeah. like, like the, he sounded bad when I saw him, but the band was spot the fuck on. I mean, they're, they're George Lynch is good. Yeah, no, yeah, John Levin, whatever his name yeah. is. Um, yeah, and then, of course, I, I kind of think, at least I personally hope, it was because Don Dawkins heard uh, uh, Bobby Blotzer call him Donkey <laughs> and stuff. That all these things happened as their last song was about to be played. And then it was this weird, like, little train wreck that was, like, really slow. And then they played one more song. Never thought our love would last for so long. Time and time and again, I thought that you would be gone.
what's next? Who's the who's the headliner after? Or is Rat the headliner, or who comes after them? Oh, Rat was on way too late, which was right after Dokken. But after them was uh, Lover Boy, and then Night Ranger. Oh, I would have left. But continue. Which, which are basically the same band, right? <laughs> are they? I, I can't. I can't. This is not, they're one of the bands too that that uh, I know. Lover Boy is a hit that I should know, but Night Ranger, Night Ranger, Ario Speedwagon, and Foreigner blend into the same fucking band to me. What about Sticks? Same thing. Sticks, uh, Journey. Man, I mean, not Journey, but those are those bands that were kind of there. They weren't really like hard rock bands, but they weren't my bands, and they were also came out a little bit too young for me. Anyway. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you know, we, we were talking about the fly-in date. Uh, Night Ranger invented that term because um, I, I actually know the drummer, and that's how I know the backstory to this. They never practice. They don't do anything. They get paid 50 grand to fly to Japan, and they don't even bring gear. Uh, the guitar players bring guitars. Other than that, everything is there for them. <laughs> um, and that's, that's what a fly-in date is. They never tour. They don't do anything. And, like, I've, I've seen them so many times, and it's always for free. And it's, it's always, like, a rib fest or something <laughs> like that. Okay. And, and then, like, they all talk all the time. You mean it's a lot it's of like banter? Between, yeah. Ugh. Like, between every song, there's no front man. All of them feel like they need to talk, <laughs> except for the guys that aren't the original ones. It's my turn. My turn. I have something to say. Yeah. And I literally, I've been in a show where they were like, right over there is the hotel we're going to be staying at, ladies. Come over there. I'm like, are you guys fucking kidding me? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not going to lie, Luce. I did not stick around for either band. Oh, uh, okay. So, are you done with your, your recap? I'm done with my recap. I left that the rack. Okay, good. So, here's how we're going to end the show is that I saw, like I said, I saw Sammy, I saw High Elevation, and I also saw uh, Butch Walker. I saw that concert on Tuesday of this week. Now, Butch Walker is somebody that, that uh, has been a songwriter and we featured on the show before. He also was in the band called Marvelous Three, and they had two really good albums. One of them was uh, Ready, Sex, Go. Did you ever hear that one? Uh, only through the show. No, you didn't hear that. No, that's not the. The song that I featured from that. I have it somewhere. No, there. okay. Ready? I know the album cover. You know the album cover? Or like yeah. a blow up doll? Anyway. Yeah. All right, there's that. And then there's also the follow up was Left of Centered, which had uh, that I uh, stole the rock vocal power skit and uh, turned it into the Vince Neil deal. And anyway, point being is <clears throat> he put on a really good show at this uh, small club called The Bluebird here in Denver. And he has a brand new album out. So we're going to feature some new music, and it is called Stay Gold, and it kind of reminds me of, well, just a, just a classic song. Very catchy. It'll stick in your head. Here is Stay Gold by Butch Walker.
All right, Baco. All right, lose. <laughs> Let's try to sound professional in the outro here. Let me tell you a little something about being professional, people. Here's the deal. We've covered high elevation. What else? We've covered Grand Rock Timber. Uh, day one. Uh-huh. And-, and day two. I guess that's all we covered, right? Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, so until next time, I'm Loose Cannon. I'm Baco. And this is Cobras and Fire. Rock's not dead. It's hiding. And you found it. Well done. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.